Is this thing on? <clears throat> I got a bone to pick with y'all. Nobody, and I mean nobody, hit me up to tell me that I sounded like I was straight out of East Atlanta on the podcast trailer. Nobody. I sounded like I was straight out of East Atlanta with a side of sophistication and nobody hit me up. Now, I know this is a new thing. I know that we still getting to know each other or we about to get ready to get to know each other. But somebody could have looked out for your girl and been like, hey, girl, you sound like you straight out of East Atlanta. It's all good, though. Triple C community, what's up? Let's get into this first episode. What's up, beautiful people? It's your girl, Key Curls. And this is the first episode of Curls Confidence and Conversation. It's a triple C thing. And I don't know what the hell I'm thinking, putting myself out there like this. (laughs) I really don't. Um, But the goal is to motivate and encourage people pretty much not to become stagnant and become complacent in life. You know, I have no shame in my game. I'm not the kind of chick that lies about her age. And I honestly don't think I ever will be because I um, have a really good friend who died before we graduated from high school. So I consider it a blessing to be alive. Um, Rest in peace, Joanna. Um, so I am 32, um, over halfway to 33. And I feel like I really just started living life for myself about almost about three years ago. And so I pretty much just want to, well, this episode, let me say this, this episode is an introduction, kind of like that old boring first day of class type situation where you're forced to come in and and go over the syllabus so you won't be dropped from the class it's like that it's like that um pretty much to kind of give you guys a glimpse into how I became comfortable with simply saying I'm not okay how I the process that I endured to become confident with saying I'm not okay and how liberating that is for me now to this day. Um, So I'm a married woman. Um, Wise Club, what's up? Um, Single girls, don't feel bad because sometimes being a wife ain't all it's cracked up to be. I'm just saying. Um, but seriously, I'm a married chick and I sent the trailer to my bae and I was pretty much like, you know, listen to it, tell me what you think. And of course he was like, that's what's up. You know, you putting yourself out there, you talking about your PTSD and hopes of helping people, but just be mindful about something to the effect. He said something to the effect of me being mindful about the things that I share. Um, 
because you know people can try to use stuff against you and all of that but this is my thing I feel like the whole mental health thing in the black community not just mental health but mental health conversation in the black community is thank god and fortunately for us is becoming a real conversation of substance and we need it like oh goodness we need it and so I want to contribute to that. And like I said in the trailer, when I went about this process or when I started my mental health journey, it was nothing but books written by professionals. It was just a whole bunch of self-help stuff and not even trying to be funny, but majority of it, not all of it, but majority of it that I personally saw was people who did not look like me, i.e. black. Um, And so... I could not personally connect and I was kind of just like at a loss at a standstill so rewind 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 we're gonna take it back um this was I got married in 2016 so probably about well, 2016 was when things came to a head for me in my life. But even before and then, in the years prior to 2016, I would be okay. Like, I would be fine. I would, you know, I would have days where I was on top of the world. I was fully functioning. I could go to work. I could, you know perform well. I had friends. I was talking to my friends all the time. And me you know my he, my husband he's my boyfriend at the time we we were fine like we would have really good days or it was like extended amounts of time where I would be okay and then all of a sudden out of nowhere I would just fall into these really dark spaces in my mind like things would get black literally and all I could see and all I, well, all I could feel was pain and all I could see was darkness. Literally, I would, when it was like the sun was out outside and I would close the blinds, I would lay in the bed. Sometimes it was like a physical pain in my body. Like it would hurt to get out of bed because my mind was so shut down and this would last for like two or three days sometimes I would cry when I would be in these moods and sometimes I wouldn't so I didn't know what it was for me because I just I'm like this is just me this is just who I am like I'm really happy sometimes and now I'm really sad and that's what it is so after going back and forth these you know these hibernation periods you would think (laughs) you would think you know I'm in my mid-20s at this point and I had you know I've had a couple at the by this point by that point I should say I had a couple of you know failed romantic relationships and you know some friendships that I had to back away from and kind of just disconnect from so I'm not really clear what it is. So fast forward to 2016, I had a short stint as a um, 911 dispatcher. And so 
I remember specifically, it was a certain call. I'm not, I'm not going to say what it was. Um, I don't even want to give any like details about it. Not that it's traumatizing or anything for me. Like it's not triggering for me anymore. Um, and that's the thing. I didn't even know I had triggers, but anyway, the phone call being on the other end of the phone call, I remember literally wanting to throw up when well, I even wanting to, like I gagged, I was gagging. And I remember the address of the call. I remember the people's names, everything. And I literally felt like in that moment on that phone call, I literally in my own mid 20, what well, late twenties and my late 20 year old body felt like I was a five-year-old child. And I could not explain it. I couldn't, like, I could not explain it. Now, mind you, I'm about four months out from my wedding. At this point, I had been engaged for over a year. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is the last thing I need on my plate right now. I cannot, like, what, like, what the hell, what the hell is this? Like, I was so nervous. I'm like, what? Nervous, scared, slick, embarrassed. So then I started having nightmares, right? And in these nightmares specifically, it was like I was running. In every nightmare, I was running, like, full-blown cardio. I'm running like homie and get out. Like, that's, I'm running, and every time I was about to catch my breath enough to scream to try to signal for help, in the nightmare, somebody would take their hand and put it over my mouth and shut me up. Every time. And I'm like, what the hell does this mean? So it got to the point where it was driving me crazy. It got to the point where I didn't even want to go to sleep anymore, right? And mind you, I don't even think my husband was really aware of how bad it was in my mind because I had became I had pretty much conditioned myself and it was just a part of you know how I grew up my my child psychology my upbringing I was conditioned to just even though I'm not feeling okay to look okay right and you know all my brown girls out there going mm-hmm, girl I mean because that's just that's what we do. You know, black girls are known for that. You know, black women are known for holding it down and keeping it together. And so shit, that's what I did. So I finally got to a point where I was like, I have to go see somebody. I made an appointment to go see a psychologist. And she pretty much, I told her, like, she asked me questions. I let her, you know, I let her guide the session. She asked me some questions. And I opened up to her about some things about my childhood, not, not knowing I'm not connecting the dots because I'm so wrapped up in my trauma that I don't shit. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I didn't even know Trump. Like I didn't even girl, let me not even get started on that. But (laughs) she asked me the questions. I answered them and pretty much the phone call in the 911 center was a trigger for me. And I was diagnosed with PTSD and anxiety. 
And the reason why, I need to back up a little bit. The reason why I decided to go to the psychologist was because I started having chest pain and I was like hyperventilating. And I'm like, I've never experienced anything like this before. I went and got an EKG and it was nothing wrong with my heart. I found out I was having panic attacks. And so because of that, I was referred to a psychologist. Boom, there we go. Now we there. (laughs) I was referred to the psychologist. So when I'm talking to the psychologist, she's telling me that my mental cabinet has pretty much your brain is a cabinet, right? Like in your kitchen. And you stock cans on there. Um, food, glasses, whatever you want to put in your mental cupboard. That's what we putting in there. So you put that in there and you close the door. And what do you do? You walk away. So every time something happens in your life that you don't like or you want to forget about, you put it on the cupboard and you close, you you put it on the shelf in the cupboard and then you close the, sh- the door and then you walk away. And every time something happens that you don't like, it's what happens. It's like, it's almost like the equivalent uh shaking the coat bottle i know you guys have heard that a lot you shake up the coat bottle and then it's like oh shit <laughs> when you take the lid off you know because it's like coat going everywhere like a volcano so i had stacked so much on the mental shelf not even realizing that i had been stacking all these years i like all those years when i was saying i was numb all those years when I was saying, fuck it, I didn't care. All those years when I was cutting off people that really hurt me and I like I couldn't admit it. This was stuff that I was stacking because of stuff that had happened in my childhood that I'm living my life and I didn't even realize that I was doing this stuff. Like I had no clue that psychologically, I was really, I don't want to say damaging myself, but it affected my relationships. Now, don't get, duh, don't get it twisted because there's some crummy people out there who don't need to be in your life. Okay. So let me go ahead and throw that out there right quick. Don't start sitting here thinking about, oh my God, I didn't mean to break up with one and maybe it was just me being damaged. No girl, no, let it go. Okay. Let, let it go. Let's be clear. So Pretty much that phone call and me going back in my mind to being that five, six-year-old little girl was the cabinet overflowing and everything falling out. So at this point, I got a PTSD. I'm having panic attacks. I got a PTSD diagnosis and anxiety diagnosis. I'm three months out from my wedding and I got to look for another job. (laughs) because my job is driving me nuts let's okay 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 so when I decided or how I decided to just finally be like screw it I have to be comfortable with saying I'm not okay there is something really empowering about owning yourself and who you are getting to know yourself and me I need to put this back on me because I don't know y'all like that yet we getting to know each other 
me getting to know myself, I had to, you have to become vulnerable to yourself, right? I got my diagnosis. I walked away and I got another job, um, another really good job right before I got married. And um, I'm not at that job anymore. I have an even better job now, praise God. But I walked away with my diagnosis, got married, and went on living life. Because I'm like, no one's had the battle, right? <laughs> I can just watch a couple YouTube videos. I can listen to some podcasts. I can talk to my friends. And that's it. I was still really on the down low about it. Like, I, I kept it kind of hush-hush until I ended up in a situation where I was faced I felt like I was, I felt like a mirror. I ended up in a situation where a mirror was put in front of me. I, I was put in a situation where I was having interaction with someone who was treating me like I had a tendency to treat people in the past. And y'all, when I tell you, let, let, I don't even know where to start on this. It's amazing to me how God moves. Like how literally, like how God literally positioned me and put me in certain places in my life at very specific times in pivotal moments of my life, milestone moments in my life, I felt like God was inconveniencing me like to the 10th power. And I'm like, ah, what are you doing? Like I got other stuff I got to focus on. So at this point, when I was put in front of what I considered to be a mirror, it did not feel good. I was like, dang, this is how like, and the, and the person would say things to me that I would say to other people, right? And then the person would do things to me that I would have done to other people. Not not to the extreme and severe extent, but the person just showed a lot of my hypersensitive traits that I was just kind of like, okay, I need... Like, I need help. I need help. <laughs> I need help because if this is what, if I, if people feel this way about me that I'm feeling about this person, then I need help. And it started to get to a point where it was becoming nearly unbearable. So I, like, I reached out and I um, established a relationship with a counselor um, that I still see to this day. It was two years. Me and my counselor hit two years um, this this month, this September. Um, yeah. So shout out to all my people who watch reality TV. Love and Marriage Huntsville. Let me tell y'all something about Martell and Melody Holt. First of all, shout out to the Holtz. Okay. Because it's, ooh, 
being business people, business owners, successful, successful business people at that. And I'm not a parent. I don't have any children, but holding down family, holding down businesses, multiple businesses, holding down a marriage. But if you are watching the second season of Love and Marriage Huntsville, then you saw, I think it was the first episode when Martel called his side piece of peasant. Ooh, child, we don't get on that. But when he went to his therapy session and in his therapy session, his therapist told him that self-study is the most important study. I'm going to say that again. Self-study is the most important study. And I know my therapist will tell you about the time that they told me that I was jumping to conclusions in one of my sessions and I almost jumped across the room. Like, who you think you talking to like that? But it's a reality check because you have to get to know yourself. And it's not always about how I feel about my interactions with people because everyone's perception is different. And because I feel this way about something that I said, and in my mind, I know what it means. Instead of respecting how someone else feels about me, I'm going to argue them into the ground about how they are wrong in my head. Not realizing, and some people don't even want to care to understand, that they are being inconsiderate of the other person and how they feel. So me me coming to terms with, damn, I do that to people? Yeah, kid, you do that. You do that to people. It was hurtful, but I grew in the midst of it because my my counselor is telling me key this is what you this is what you're doing and what you're doing this is how people feel about you and this you know and these are some things that you can do to make it better it gives you the foundation getting to know yourself or me i have to say me let me practice on focusing on me It gives you the foundation to navigate life with such a great self-awareness and understanding of yourself. Like nobody, to the extent that I've been getting to know myself over these past two years, and I'm nowhere near done, right? I'm nowhere near done, nowhere near finished. But to the extent that I've been getting to know myself for these past two years, I can walk around in my skin and say, I am not okay. I did it today at work. I did it today. Somebody asked me how I was doing and I didn't cry. I didn't burst out in tears or anything. They was just like, Girl, how you doing? I was like, I'm not okay. I'm tired. (laughs) I'm tired. And we work hard. We all work hard, okay? And if you live in Atlanta and you work a full-time job, you got two jobs, okay? 
is you got the job itself and then you got the commutes because the traffic some of y'all probably sitting in traffic listening to this right now like banging on the steering wheel trying to keep from rear-ending the person in front of you because they stopping short because they texting and they not supposed to be that's that's a job in itself so we all and then let's not throw in if you have children oh shout out to the parents because i'm not one yet i don't see how y'all do it by the time i get home i'll be wanting to pass out but i'm sorry about that y'all let me take a drink right quick but yeah i told her i'm not okay and that started a conversation it started a conversation between me and one of my colleagues because it's like oh girl I got this going on I got that going on I got that going on and it's kind of like giving your struggle a voice and when you give your struggle a voice nobody can control you with it when you oh the beauty and owning who you are nobody like nobody can control you with with what with what they know about you because you like I know who I am (laughs) like I know who are you do you know who you are okay I was watching a TED talk um I love TED talks and Kid Cudi had a really nice one um that had like 4.1 million views when I watched it last night and it's like three or four years old shout out to Kid Cudi love Kid Cudi um but I was watching a TED talk it, not Kid Cudi's TED Talk, but it was by um, Erica Davis Crump. And Davis Crump is hyphenated if you guys want to um, check it out on YouTube. And the episode was titled, It's Okay Not to Be Okay. And she referenced or she talked about how we pay attention to our physical health. And this is not a new conversation. Like this is like nothing groundbreaking. This is something, and this is a conversation that has been being had into in the mental health community for years. Why are we paying so much attention to our, our physical, right? Um, you break an arm, you go to the doctor, you get a cat, a cast, you're, you get an x-ray, you get a cast, your tooth is hurting you. Oh my God, my tooth is aching. You go to the dentist, like why or somebody stub your toe or you can't move your toe you can't bend your ankle you go into the er right chest pain your chest hurt you go into the doctor and she said it so beautifully why are we neglecting the one organ that runs the show why i cannot remember what i was watching I think it was something that my husband had sent me. I want to say it was like a a pop culture type segment video on YouTube. And they were discussing Kid Cudi. Oh, on the next episode, I'm going to have to give that. Um, it was a black guy on there. I mean, just spilling his spirit. I feel like he was talking to my soul. And I cannot remember his name. Um, But in the next episode, if I can remember, I'm going to shout him out. Treat the head, the neck up. We have to treat the neck up just like we treat the neck down, 
right? Except for our teeth, because y'all would go to the dentist to get them teeth yanked out in a minute. I know I would. Shout out to the dentist. Well, my hygienist, because I went and got my teeth cleaned today while I'm over here sipping red wine. Those tannins are good for you, bro. So, I literally had to work at retraining myself on how I thought about myself. And this is hard because when I when I initially received my PTSD diagnosis, I was informed that the younger you are when you experience trauma, the more it impacts you. Now, mind you, I was 29 years old before someone told me that I had been traumatized. (laughs) And this was not just from my childhood. You know, this was from a few of my adult relationships and not just romantic ones, friendships too. And not just in friendships, in romantic relationships, but family members as well. I I felt a certain way about myself and what I could achieve because of what other people told me, because of what other people wanted me to be. And I'm hearing certain things about myself when I'm young. So when you're young, what you're being told is fact because you don't know, you don't know anything better. And so when people were telling me, no, don't go to school for that. You want to be a doctor. No, don't, don't read those kinds of books. Those are artsy farsy type books. You need to be reading math and science books. And it's like, who, who am I? (laughs) Like, and I'm trying to do all of this stuff, right? Initially trying, cause I initially wanted to be an OBGYN. I wanted to be an obstetrician gynecologist. And I'm trying to study to be stuff. And even as a teenager, when I was looking into stuff, I'm like, what? I was miserable. I was miserable learning how to do that stuff. Shout out to the doctors, man. I love y'all and very grateful for y'all dedicating y'all lives to save the lives of others. It's beautiful. What y'all do is not easy. I've worked with doctors before. It is, oh man, I have a lot of respect for y'all, but it's not for me. Like that's not, that's not my life. And I'm like, why, why am I so damn miserable? <laughs> like this is supposed to be like some of the happiest time of my life, getting ready to go to college. So I had to, I had to zoom, I had to zoom out of that. I had to zoom out of what other people wanted for me, what other people's expectations of me were. And I had to find myself. So at the end of the day, this right here, curls confidence in conversation it's a real this is a real life real-time journey that y'all are gonna take with me as I continue to learn how to live life and in a lot of ways I consider it me relearning or shit did I ever really learn about myself (laughs) learning about myself because when I started learning about myself 
and not even learning about myself, when I started holding myself accountable, when I got vulnerable, not with other people, but when I got vulnerable with myself, when I started looking myself in the mirror, baby, it's hard. Like it's really, it's really hard, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful because like I said, you become empowered and then you, I mean, let's be real. You start taking people's shit. And when you stop, when you start holding, you hold yourself accountable. So there is no way that somebody is going to be in your life and you not hold that person accountable. And when you start holding yourself accountable, you're going to start holding other people accountable. And then the people who mean you no good in your life are literally going to start disappearing. And then enter those people who are accountable, who are respectful, who are considerate, who are compassionate, who are empathetic, and who really care about getting to know you and not just using you or mooching off of you or riding your coattails. They want to add value to your life. Your friends are going to start to pour into you and you're not just going to be pouring into your friends. So I really feel like this is going to be a gateway for me to kind of like talk through some things that I'm feeling. But at the same time, if we develop a community, we can start to support each other. I mean, this, like I said, this is our introductory episode. We're going to get in the thick of it (laughs) the next time around. But y'all are more then welcome to hit me up. And when I say that, let me say this, I am not a professional. I am not a professional. I'm a regular regular Jane who is figuring out and learning how to love to new heights, right? And that's what I'm doing, okay? That's key. That's me. That's what I'm doing. So I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm not a counselor. I'm none of that. But I'm your homegirl, right? And at the end of the day, I want us all to be great. And I, I say brown girls, black girls, black women, because I am a brown girl. I am a black woman. So, of course, I want us to win. But I don't give a damn what color you are. I don't care. I don't care what color your skin is, what color your eyes are, what color your hair is. I want us all to win. Okay. I want us all to win because we need to start loving ourselves we can love each other more and this is like it's gonna be beautiful right so follow me over on my instagram key curls k-e-y-c-u-r-l-s that's the instagram um the instagram handle you can also email me at keycurls at gmail.com once again k-e-y-c-u-r-l-s hit me up like let me know what y'all want to talk about let me know what's on y'all mind like let let me know because without I mean y'all don't have to get you know personal or nothing just hit me up say hey what's up I mean keep me encouraged like y'all gotta keep me motivated to keep coming out here and pouring my soul out to y'all so I won't be out here feeling like I'm (laughs) crazy like I'm crazy um but Thank you if you listen all the way through. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. We're going to keep this thing moving. Until the next episode, y'all, stay encouraged and motivated. Peace.